sake of having the argument about who's the best conference right now, it's, it's, it's really not that close. The SEC is the best conference. He's out uh, visiting venues for him and Anna's wedding. You know, the boy got hitched, so it's, it's going to happen. It's coming coming soon, so good for them. But uh, we're, we're going to get into some, some betting picks. I'm going to share his. I'm going to share some of mine. But before that, I do want to say I've, I talk about Justin Ferguson on this podcast a lot. He's an Auburn insider. If you follow him on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen the new updated football facility for Auburn. He has released in-depth um, tweets about what each thing is along with pictures and the the place is absolutely beautiful. I mean, updated weight room, which is necessary. They updated the indoor facility. There's two full-size football fields in the outdoor facility. Uh, the sports medicine got an update. They have the new plunge pool, which is pretty much an ice bath. They have hydrotherapy. Uh, it's bigger spaces, so I mean, they can have more people at once. Um, they also have new equipment technology area. I'm quoting Justin Ferguson's tweet here. It says it features a Falcon pursuit machine, a scanner that takes thousands of pictures to create the most accurate measurements and a 3D printer that's accurate or that's currently creating an orthotic. There's also a barber shop inside this. I'm in this is a legit barber shop. It looks awesome. They have a new players lounge, which is like, you know, they have the bean bags, the little sitting areas and stuff and TVs and all that jazz. And then the, each of them have like a, a recliner in their locker. And then they have a separate space. It's called the armory, which is a, the locker room where all the gear is going to go. So that's where the players are going to go get dressed and go and get undressed after the game. And the players lounge is for them to hang out before and after the game. Once they're cleaned up, they, they took this, Justin Ferguson says they took it from uh, hockey, took that idea from hockey so that you wouldn't have to, Stay with the smells so the smell could be in a different room. You wouldn't stink up the nice players' lounge. And they have a team room, which seats 180 people. It can be split into uh, two two rooms. There's a divider in the middle. And then they have an indoor, technic, uh, t- indoor teaching facility. It's surrounded by you know all the position meeting rooms, he says. There's a giant wall that can project opponents' uh, formations and things like that. And it's so big that the team can physically line up against the wall and like go through walkthroughs against the, the opponent's defenses and offenses so this is really cool uh, and then they, they got a brand new uh, another room it's it says it's a multi-purpose room it's where the the press conferences are going to be held for Auburn starting next year they move in at, in December so it's not going to be by the end of this season but I just thought that was really cool if, if you're an Auburn fan and you're interested go look at his it's Jay Ferguson AU that's his Twitter name at Jay Ferguson AU Really cool pictures, and it goes into detail about what the stuff is. It's really cool. But now uh, I'm going to get into some bets. I'm going to share Cameron's first. He likes Utah, minus 23.5. Utah is playing Stanford. Utah 7-2, and two, you know, playing some good football. They're a really good football team. They've gotten – the last few years they've, you know, gained that respect of being a – a really good football team and not just a has-been or a one-and-done. One they're, they're competitive <clears throat> all year round, uh, no matter what conference they're in. You know, their conference kind of gets a bad rap, but they're, they're a really good football team. They're playing Stanford, so Cameron likes them. Minus 23 and a half. 
He also likes Penn State, and I like Penn State too. Penn State's at home against Maryland. They're a 10-point favorite. <clears throat> Cam likes them at 10. The line now is, is still at 10. I, I like Penn State as well there. We, we share that. We also both like Florida State uh, minus 7.5. Or excuse me, Florida State minus 7. It's up to 7.5 as of right now. But, <clears throat> oh, actually, it just jumped just now. It just jumped to 8. So Cam had it at 7. I still like it at eight. I, I think Syracuse is not as good as everybody thought they were at the beginning of the year. I really, really like Florida State here. You know, their progression, they're, they're playing some decent football. I just, I think they got a little more wanted in them than Syracuse does. I know they're traveling up there, but I, I like I like Florida State a lot here along with Cameron. So, Cam likes him at seven. I like him all the way up, honestly, to like nine and a half, ten. He also likes North Carolina. Plus three and a half, along with me, I have already placed a decent amount of money on that game. North Carolina's playing Wake Forest. Wake Forest just hasn't been the same Wake Forest they were at the first seven weeks of the season. A few weeks ago, they turned the ball over eight times in the game. Last week, they let it slip away. You know, they lost to NC State. NC State's not a bad team. But you go and look <clears throat> at the box score, and Sam Hartman threw three more interceptions. So it's like they they have the turnover bugs. It's kind of bit them the last few weeks. And North Carolina, you know, they're 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 hot. They only have one loss. Their quarterback's really good. He can sling it around the field. Uh, they are traveling to Wake Forest, but again, I just the way things are trending, I like uh, North Carolina here, especially being the dog. I, I think North Carolina's going to win this game outright. Uh, so I like North Carolina plus three and a half. The line is actually at four now. Wake Forest is a four point favorite. So go jump on that North Carolina plus four right now. Cam also likes Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to Virginia. Honestly, Virginia's really just not that good. Pittsburgh's actually a six-point favorite now. Uh, Cam liked him at four and a half, but I think Pittsburgh's going to beat him. I, I like it anything up to anything 10, 10 and down. I like I like Pittsburgh uh, to cover. I think they're going to beat, beat the crap out of Virginia, to be completely honest with you. And then Nebraska. Cam likes Nebraska. They're going to Michigan. The line is Michigan is a 30-and-a-half-point favorite. Cam likes Nebraska to cover that 30-and-a-half, and I agree because Michigan just runs the ball so much, and they really haven't blown anybody out like crazy this year. They just run the ball and take time and just pound you and pound you. So by the time, you know, third, fourth quarter comes around, they got the game in control. They're not trying to run the score up on you. I, I like this too, and, and – you know, Nebraska, they can compete. They're not great, but they can compete. So I, I like Nebraska plus 30 and a half here too. I didn't have that one, but but Cam did. I, I agree with that. I like it. He's also going on the same aspect of there, I believe, with Indiana. He has Indiana plus 40 and a half. The line's now at 40. Uh, Ohio State's a 40-point favorite. Ohio State really just hasn't been wowing me, but also 40 points. I mean, that's that's unreal. The, the, the line is at 40. And the over is at 56 and a half. And so you're telling me that you think that Ohio State is going to score 40 points. So you're telling me that Indiana is only going to score 16 points. I I think they're a little bit better than that, especially in late time mop-up touchdowns. I just, Ohio State, they haven't really blown anybody out of the water either this year the way people have expected them to. I mean, they beat Michigan State forty to twenty nine. You know that, that's a beat down, but you know that stays within forty. They beat Rutgers forty nine to ten. I mean that's only thirty nine. Stays within forty. Like Wisconsin fifty two to twenty one. They did beat the crap out of Toledo, but like 
you know, Penn State 44-31. Oh, uh, Northwestern, which last weekend it was really rainy. It, it was a messy game, but they only won 21-7. But Iowa, you know, 54-10, That's that, that would have beat the number. But I, I, I agree with Cam here. I, I think Indiana's going to keep it within 40 points. I, I really do. But then going on the flip side uh, of teams covering large spreads, me and Cam both agree uh, we both like Tennessee. Tennessee's now a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. They were a 20-point favorite. Cam locked them in at a 20-point favorite, so he likes them minus 20. Obviously, that means he likes them now, too. Um, I like Tennessee minus 19-and-a-half. They, they got to come out here and prove something. You know, they, they definitely can't lose again. They're going to have to put points up on the board to show that they're – you know they're they're who they everybody thinks they are they who who they still claim to be so they're going to have to go out there and light up the the, the scoreboard and, and I really expect them to do that because uh, nobody's defense is like Georgia's defense and everybody knows that and then he also likes along with me he likes Georgia minus sixteen and a half he actually he actually had them at sixteen I took him earlier in the week and got him at sixteen and a half. But the line is now it's at 16.5, back up to 16.5. They're going to Mississippi State. I mean, Georgia has absolutely dominated everybody they've played. Even when they've played bad, it's like there's never really been a worry that they're going to lose the game. They've always had the control of the game, even when they feel like they're not under control. As a Georgia fan, you feel like you're not under control. They, they, you, they have control of the game at all times, and especially these last few weeks. I mean, they absolutely dominated from snap one to the final snap against Tennessee last week. I know it was at home, but that was a, a must must have game. Uh, so you know they were they were locked in and focused. You know, the week the week before against Florida, they really did dominate. Uh, they you know they had some miscues, fumbled the ball here or there, a couple turnovers, but they really did just ha- the whole time you're watching that game. Georgia has control of that game. Obviously against Vanderbilt, beat them fifty five to nothing. They whipped Auburn up and down the field. They did have a close one against Missouri. That's really the only time you could say that they you might not have felt that they had control of that game. But honestly, the whole time, even when they were down, I was like, yeah, Georgia's going to win this game. But that's just because we're spoiled by what Georgia has done. And, and then you look back in the last few weeks for Mississippi State and, you know, the struggle with Auburn last weekend coming off of that roller coaster of what they had. So they should have beat Auburn. They should have beat them down, especially being at home. And, and they took them into overtime and had to win on a final touchdown. Then Alabama got – or excuse me, then Alabama manhandled them. And then Kentucky beat them. So, you know, they, they came off a big win off of Arkansas, but K.J. Jefferson didn't play that game. So Mississippi State really hasn't done a, a whole lot the, the last month and a half. So I don't expect why they're just miraculously going to turn it around against Georgia. Um, maybe they do, and maybe they give a run for their money. I just don't see it happening. Th- these are the last three weekends of the season. So Georgia's locked in. They they know that, that they they went out, they're going to be in the college football playoffs. That's their main goal. They want to win the SEC championship. This is an SEC game. You know, their next two games, they, they win those. They're obviously going to the SEC championship undefeated, and they're going to – undefeated in conference – and then they got Georgia Tech at the end of the year. They're going to donkey stomp them. So these next three games, Georgia's they're playing to prove a lot of people wrong because a lot of people doubted them because they lost a lot of people. So you can guarantee that Georgia's going to beat Mississippi State. They're probably going to beat them just like they did Vanderbilt and put 55 up on them. And I don't know that Mississippi State is going to cross the 50-yard line. I know I've said that a lot, but I truly believe that this week. Some more games uh, going on that I like. I agree. I had the same picks as Georgia, Tennessee, 
North Carolina, Florida State, and Penn State as Cam. So we're all the same there. And Cam's all-day parlay is Tennessee minus 20, now 19 and a half. Penn State minus 10, and Georgia minus 16. Lock that in with him because you're going to win some money, I promise. A couple more games I like, though. Oregon is hosting Washington. They're a 12.5-point favorite. The way Oregon's just been playing, they, nobody's been stopping their offense. Um, the, you know, the only team that has stopped their offense all year was week one, and it was Georgia. And then you, you go back against Washington, Arizona State, you know, put up 45 on them, beat them. Arizona put up 39 on them. Cal scored 21, held them to 28. Oregon State took them down to the wire last weekend. This Oregon team's legit, and it, it, I don't think unless Oregon has self-inflicted wounds and turns the ball over early in the year, or like, like they did early in the year against BYU, and they still came back and won that game. So if they can, if Oregon can keep themselves from turning the ball over and doing so, and having self-inflicted wounds, they're definitely going to cover this 12 and a half. I don't see how they don't. Uh, that's probably my gift of the week right there is, is Oregon minus 12 and a half. And then I, this Kansas State Baylor game, I, I've gone back and forth on because. I genuinely don't know because both of them I've bet on and they've they've done me right and a couple times I've bet on them and they've done me wrong. You know, obviously both of them six and three. Baylor's a two and a half point favorite. They are at home. Honestly, if I was to take it right now, I'm probably taking Baylor because Baylor has been competing. They they just beat Oklahoma last week, beat Texas Tech the week before, and beat Kansas the week before. So they're on a three game win streak and, and they've. They've really improved those last three weeks. And then you look at Kansas State. They did take down Oklahoma State big time. They had their backup quarterback in that game, I believe. Yeah, Howard. And then they go and play Texas. Martinez is back in. They lose. Lose to Texas. Now they got Baylor. They've had that they had a bye week. So now they have Baylor. I don't know, man. I'm gonna stay away from that game, to be completely honest with you. Texas Tech is at home against Kansas. They're a three and a half point favorite. I like Kansas a lot. They cover. They've covered a lot this year. I think they're seven one and one against the spread. So I like Kansas plus three and a half there. And then I also I like Texas money line, but I like TCU plus seven and a half. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I think being at home is big for Texas, and and I, I like Texas to win this game. I think seven and a half is too big of a line because I mean. No disrespect for this TCU team. You can't they're they're nine and oh, they're the number four team in the country. I just don't know that they're gonna be able to slow this offense down. Quinn Ewers has got it going. They they figured some things out. They got some explosive players uh in their skill position. So I like I like Texas to to edge it out here, but I, I like TCU to keep it within the seven and a half. And then another game, Auburn earlier in the week was Auburn Texas A and M was over 48 and a half and I took the over at 48 and a half for the Auburn A&M game. Uh, I urge you to do that as well because the defenses of neither of both of these teams are not great. Connor Wagman is back playing. He can march that ball down the field, march that offense down the field, I mean. And Auburn has been showing obviously the last few weeks they're, they're kind of starting to get a little bit better of mo- being able to move the ball. And then last week we saw what happened under the new regime. A little bit excited. Maybe that can carry over, but I, I don't see Texas A&M's defense really slowing anybody down. So I like Auburn uh, at Texas A&M over 48 and a half. I'm going to check that line right now to see what that over or to see what the game total is at now. It's at 48 now. So yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. You got to have it go to 49 to win money. So I, I like that over 48. I think both these offenses are going to score. I think it's going to be a 
you know, a, a fun game in that in that sense. It's going to be electric. A lot of a lot of stuff going on. It's not going to be a defensive battle, which I love watching. You know, a ten ten ball game or ten nine ball game. But uh, I think it's going to be really explosive. So I, I expect to see lots of points put up on the scoreboard here. So lock it in with us this week. My all day parlay is North Carolina plus three and a half, Georgia minus sixteen and a half, and Auburn Texas A and M over forty eight. That's my all-day parlay. Lock it in with us. Let's go win some money. Thank you guys for tuning in this week's episode of Saturdays in the SEC. We'll see you back next week. argument about who's the best conference right now. It's, it's, it's really not that close. The SEC is the best conference.